All right. Hello, everybody. This is Joshua Stir with Frame Affairs Podcast. I'm here with my good friends, Caleb John Cushing and Brandon McPherson. Good morning. <laughs> hey. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Today, we are talking about the 2004 crash movie crash that won the 2006 academy award for best picture it was released in at tiff the toronto international film festival in 2004 american release 2005 academy award 2006 all right now read the rest of the wikipedia page wait i'd like to know (laughs) at some point for sure i will what (laughs) the other what the other nominees were oh well don't worry brandon because i'm happy to tell you I was I was hoping you'd say that. Do, is that do you want to now or do you want to? Is that how you want to go in the, the movies? The, the movies that the Academy decided that this was better than. Yes. Um, so here's a little background. The reason why I picked it was because we've been doing this cool little like every decade kind of thing, and this happened to fit into it. It just so happened that I was it participated in like a a Q and A with one of the co writers, um, and. I found it interesting because we talked a lot about, you know, ideas of films and like exploring, like connected people being connected and like different points of view. Cause a lot of movies only have one point of view, if not a couple and people were asking questions, well, how do you write, you know, a thing with multiple points of view? Not like this. <laughs> not like this. Sorry. Uh, I'll try you know, it deals with a, a heavy, a heavy handed issue with race and, yeah, I mean the big. I before going into that, Brandon, what did what did you think? Um, I thought the acting was great, and I appreciated all the work that the actors did. Ever so diplomatic. Uh, no, I mean I honestly did. As I was watching it, I was like, like, like that certain instances, like with Ryan Felipe or Matt Dillon or uh, Terrence uh, Howard, or I, I was just like, if the if it wasn't these people. I wouldn't be able to get through this. You know what I mean? I, I, I see that. I, yeah. You know, I was like, if it wasn't these, all these people, I would not be able to, I would just turn the shit off. Cause I'd be like, this is, that's a real uplifting movie at fucking 8 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, so they were great, but yeah, it's just like, I, it's just, I, you know, it's so on the fucking nose. It's just like, yeah, we talked about that. Where it's like, it's literally yeah. a nose. I feel like it's so on the nose. Like, or like, How? what did Caleb, what did you say? It's like a nose hair? <laughs> the, my favorite review that I've read of this said, uh, it's so on the nose, it's basically a nasal hair, which makes <laughs> me laugh so hard. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, like, and like, yeah, cool. Like, it's, it, it's whatever. Like, it's it's good. I just, I don't, I don't see how it won the Academy Award. Like, yeah. It's just uh, so. It's a, it's a movie that is, it's very safe, which might not make a lot of sense given like the no, subject no, matter. No, 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 100%. But 100%. it's not controversial, like racism's bad. And it's, and uh, you yeah. can watch this and be like, all of these people are like racist and that's bad. It's like, and it's not, how's yeah. that challenging? You know, for the vast yeah, exactly. majority of people. And it's a movie that's designed to make socially liberal white people feel good about themselves for thinking racism's bad. And the Academy was like, hey, we all know that racism's bad. Yeah, this is, you know, this is good. I agree with this. Politics, politics, politics. And so they're like, great. It's a movie of the year. Movie of the fucking decade. Right. And it's so 
aggravating because it's so melodramatic. It's so heavy handed. And none of these observations are like, you know, I can forgive maybe a lack of nuance if the ultimate point that you're making is profound. Like maybe if they were talking about uh, systemic racism and the ways that like our culture perpetuates these ideas and gives permission well, to these ideas. The scene with the with Ryan Felipe and the chief of police was or the sergeant is or the closest that the movie the clo- comes that, to talking about it. That's what I'm saying. The two hour runtime is filled with just people hucking slurs at each other. The same by the way, the yeah. same thirteen people in a city of four million that keep on fucking interacting and like, oh, it's like all connected. Like, you know, this fucking guy saw Magnolia and he was like, oh, I could do that. Like, fuck this fucking piece of shit. It makes no sense because the characters have no consistency. You want to talk about racism like these characters have one idea when they're talking to one person because the script needs them to. And then the very next scene, they'll say something racist to somebody else. And it's like, what are you what are you saying? What is this movie saying? Honestly? Well, that point I thought was pretty clear. That point was just like, you know, just people being racist and shitty to other people adds that. And then they're taking that out on somebody else. I thought that was pretty, you know what I mean? Well, I argue, I, I, I say thinking about it is, you know, it's it's looking at not necessarily like the situation like the before, but it's like what you do after when you're when you're. I don't know. It's like it's it's what's what is the fallout? look like to you like it's the um of the crash uh it's it's the crash it's the it's the it's the cop who molests uh, a black woman oh i fucking hate it i who, hated that storyline i fucking hate and then it. all yeah. of a sudden he has to he's yeah. like he has to save her and it's like i made me so fucking uncomfortable he gets to be a hero they like legitimize his like you know well that's the, the well, problem like with, with that is like that, that matt you, dylan's too good that's the problem with that is, is matt <laughs> dylan's too good it's the problem then, is not the acting it's the writing no, but again, no, if, but if he, Matt Dillon also really isn't as likable for like being, you know what I mean? That's that's the <laughs> he thing. He plays it's the like, part very well, sure. That's and we also, but we know Matt Dillon. I don't know Matt Dillon. Grown, Do you know no, Matt but Dillon? I'm saying like, no, no. I'm saying you've grown up watching Matt Dillon movies, where generally he's Matt Dillon and he's like a cool, nice guy or whatever, you know, or in a comedy or whatever he's doing, you know. Sure, but to Caleb's point, like I, but walking away from this movie, there was there was no. Uh, I don't feel like there was any kind of like major lesson to be learned just no. except for that. No matter who you are, you know, you can be Persian, you can be black, you can be white, you can be Jewish, you can be yeah. Asian or Chinese. You can be, you know, but like everybody can, you know, that's the whole Avenue Q, you know, you can talk, little- you can write a story and you can write something that's like, Hey, we all have some prejudices. Yeah. And like, it's up to you to like kind of confront those and like how we treat each other is important. But that's not what this movie does. No. What I meant, Brandon, was that like, (laughs) you know, in one scene, Sandra Bullock will be like, you know, fuck these fucking immigrants. And then Brandon Fraser will be like, what are you talking about? And then turn around and be like, ah, black people. Like, it's like, no, there's no consistency because the characters are only whatever the story needs them to be to make their point. It's not like I didn't get what you said out of it where like, you know what what i'm sorry i don't want to misconstrue your point but you said like people affect other people and then they or no no i not what i got out of the movie i just thought they made that very clear with the people being super racist to each other just like you literally have like 
you know, the, uh, uh, the guy with the store going in to buy the gun and the guy being super racist to him. Then Michael Pena goes into his store and he's like a dick to Michael Pena. You know, it's just very, he's but, a dick right, because he, he like, he assumes, but I don't that's think, I don't think that I, that's what I'm saying. I didn't get that. It's like, these people are dicks because people are dicks to them. I think the movie is saying that everybody has just these deep rooted prejudices against each other. I think it's funny. I think prejudice is actually a really good word than like, is a better word to describe this movie than like racist, right? Like, obviously, it's, well, it's, it's racial prejudice, ra- racial prejudices. But in terms mm-hmm. of like the, yeah, right. So like, in, uh, sorry, thoughts, words. I just like <laughs> the word prejudice. That's all. Pride Speaking of uh, Sean Todd, I, I fucking, I mean, we're jumping all over the place, but I really hit they, the way they handled his character and the way that they handled the Matt Dillon, Tandy Newton story were my absolute, yeah. I thought they were disgusting. Well, can we, I, I, I do want to talk about that for a second. Yeah. Cause, cause you mentioned that I, I kind of, I want to, the Matt Dillon story, it, what I meant was like, it's even worse because as an actor, he's likable. And then I don't want to like this character at all. Why would you do this redemption story? Uh, why? I just don't, it just seems like such a weird choice because yeah what i get what what you're saying is like as long as he does his bare minimum job as a police officer everything else is like kind of okay he's like oh he's sad about his dad fucking i don't give a shit you he literally like he sexually assaulted a woman yeah he he molested which by the way i don't know if you fucking read this uh but tandy newton which is the actress who played Mm -hmm. that woman said that they didn't the paul haggis the director like didn't want her to have like safety underwear to make it feel real, whatever the fuck that means, like as if they're not acting. And I found that to be yeah, so horrible because we've talked about this. That's not going to fly anymore. We talked know, about this, you know, it's yeah. from like the actors to like the method, like how that's like mm-hmm. not what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just, yep. I found that to be so sickening. And then you watch the movie, you know, and I don't, I don't, it's like, dude, I mean, the method is predicated on safety of the actors in the audience. Yeah, it's like that's, fucking pretend. It's acting. Like, that's the whole point. How many times did anytime you're doing something on set or, you know, on stage or, or whatever, and one of our teachers would be like, are you in control? Like, are you safe? You know what I mean? And like, that's... Sure, but like, in, uh, yeah, no, it's disgusting. I mean, it's anything that you read about, you know, Marlon Brando and everything like that. But like... Like trying to get that real reaction out of women or actresses. Yeah, yes. to be, like, no, you're right, like Josh. To be clear, it's always bullshit. women. What? I'm, I'm agreeing. I'm saying that's a good point because it's never. It's always whenever something like this is always putting women in difficult situations. Right. I think and like trying to get that. It's whatever never like that you know. Is. Yeah. You know, <clears> it's <throat> one thing me. if Tom Cruise wants to be a fucking crazy person and do his own stunts, like you know. No. But it's always directors being like, hey. Tandy Newton or hey actress like well but the 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 other thing though is with male actors there's always stories with stunts so like like you know what fuck it might have been Paul Haggis as well wait who did okay anyways it's one of the guys that works with Mark Wahlberg all the time no Pete I think it was Pete Berg but they were doing a, a one of the war movies or whatever and he blew up a thing on like two count in front of his face mm-hmm. apparently Mark Wahlberg freaked out because he was like what's wrong like you almost ruined my career you can't do that you know so there's things like that with male actors or like Die Hard, very famously, they drop, um, uh, uh, shit, what's his name? Um, Bruce Willis? No, Harry Potter. Uh, Snape. Um, oh, Alan. Uh, don't do this to me. Alan. Don't do this to me. Alan. No. Come tired. on, guys. Don't do this, man. I was just watching Harry Potter 3 like 
last night as well. Really? Like, don't, you don't know? You can't, you can't name it? One of you. I have it slept. One of the two of you. Help me. Wait, the guy who plays help Snape? me. I know who it is. Josh looks like I'm he's about to get his it. Name. He's what I hate you guys. I thought it was like a Alan Rickman or something. Yes, it is. It is Alan Rickman. Yeah. Thank you. God damn it, Caleb. Thank well, you, Josh. We're all, <laughs> we're all actors. <laughs> I know. It's like we got to know people's names. We have names. to start knowing. I have to all be right, better so at people's names. They yeah, very yeah, totally. famously dropped uh, Alan Rickman uh, again on two count in that last scene. And it's just like, it's those type of things that, but it's not, I'd obviously rather have that every time than have to deal with. Than be sexually assaulted. Sure. It's it's so fucked up. Like that, hopefully we're in a world now where that, you know, can't happen and shouldn't happen. I like, there should be intimacy coaches on set for all these things now. A hundred percent. And it wasn't until like two years ago that I actually was getting like brochures from the stage directors and choreographer society, since I'm an associate member of how to handle as a director, like rehearsal mm-hmm. rooms and sexual conduct like that. Like me too didn't start until what, 2017, 16, when it fully like was like, hey, this is an issue in the industry, right? So this is 2004, yeah. you know? So this is very much a, and that's what I kept thinking because it made me so angry, this just the blatant preju- racial prejudices that these characters, and I understand they're just characters, but I don't know if it's because of, you know, like. I can't bring myself out of like the the red that I see every day on re- in real life, you know, like with yeah. with, with MAGA, with mm-hmm. with people with with Trumpism and Trump supporters and and prejudices against immigrants and things like that. And it's like, you know, it's it's kind of the reason why I don't think uh, South Park's the South Park special, the COVID special, whatever, the was funny. Pandemic special, the pandemic oh, was funny because it. Because what who they were making fun of are actual real people that actually say those things. Like it's no longer a satire if it's real life. You know what I mean? Like if those if those people actually exist and say those things about the masks and health and things like that, like it's no longer funny because that's what we have to deal with in real life. You know? And so with the with that racism racism and the prejudices, the fact that people have been more open the last three, four years because they've had like essentially someone in you know in the white house that says yeah whatever you know take back america whatever seeing a character like matt dillon or like the gun no shop owner or anything like that to see those characters you know behave the way they should in a movie like this because that's what the movie is about like i think it added to my level of anger at these people because i know that these aren't just characters that these people are still around today and whatever and like nothing's changed nobody's learned anything well i think like for me it's taking it a step further because like i hear what you're saying the movie's not like making any comments or further implications on any of this stuff it's just it's showing it yeah like it's just showing people being prejudiced but it's not saying you know how we move on from that, or it's not talking about how to deal with that or tackle that. It's just like, these not are a bunch of people. Nothing, nothing. Yeah. And that's when I like, it, it's not yeah. effective because when you're like, Oh, I'm holding up a mirror to society, but like as an artist or like as somebody who's telling a story, you should be then taking that and then saying something with it or, or commenting on how we move past it or, or how a society can grow from that, which doesn't happen, you know? Like that's no, I literally left the movie in a movie like this. You should leave with some thoughts, some feelings, <laughs> uh, debating something going oh, on. Yeah, like all opening up questions was, to like actually all learn I, something. All yeah. I kept thinking was, hmm, so did the jump, did the gun jam or 
is this movie actually about magic and that girl's invisible cloak works? No. I fucking hated that scene. Either, I hated that fucking so, scene. Neither, I talk, Brandon. I definitely the, want to talk about that at some point. They were blanks, just so you know. Oh, the girl switched them out? No, no, no. The, no, box the guy sold, him, sold them blanks in the very beginning. Because if you, if you remember, the guy was like, do you know what's in those? And she's like, just sell me the bullets. And they, because obviously my second rewatch. It was she, like, they okay, cover, Osama. They do, like, shut they, up. They do really good. You guys are going to uh, like this, but now putting that together, I like it more. <laughs> so like the daughter's intention was right like if my father has to buy a gun like i'm not going to put that in his hands to kill somebody because yeah. that would ruin him sure great you know as a daughter you're like i don't want my dad to be what people mm-hmm. think he is you know but because he obviously feels this this uh this need to protect his shop but they cover up the fact that they're blanks because her hand's always on it or whatever they never show you until it's that last until she puts yeah until she puts the gun back yeah i, I, I was wondering blanks. about that insert shot i was like cool bullets it's funny because uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny because ryan ryan literally called it the second before it, it was revealed i was like oh yeah it well, makes sense because, because it's for me fucking dumb it's bad screenwriting you have a whole fucking monologue with his daughter being like i'm putting a bulletproof cloak on you i was like oh i wonder what the fuck's gonna happen later yeah and then yeah, she just yeah. runs out and then Horrible, horrible fucking handling of that character. He's justifiably fucking like paranoid. They they yeah. paint Sean Taub as like this like fucking delusional crazy man where he's living in a fucking big city in urban America a few years after 9-11. Like, of course, yeah. you know, he's going to be fucking like. You know, and yeah. then the fucking guy, and then the, his shop gets fucking ransacked. You know, the daughter's like, oh, guns are bad. He's like, well, like, look, we have people fucking coming in here and, like, ruining our business. And then, of course, you know, you can't just leave it at that. He has to be fucking angry and racist himself. And then he has to take a fucking gun and drive like he's going to fucking shoot somebody. And he does. And he's going to he's gonna commit fucking murder. Yeah. See, like, how at the end of this is he not still getting arrested or turning himself in? I thought that's what was The movie happen. justifies it. And ha- it makes him like a fucking good guy by reducing him to like, oh, it's a miracle. Oh, it's yeah, God's will. God, She's yeah. my guardian angel and now everything's fine. And it's like, it's just so indicative because this movie refuses to investigate the issues that it claims that it is. Because in it, in this mo- in the world of this movie, it takes one interaction with somebody to magically become not prejudiced or to become the most racist version of yourself. Like... I fucking hated Sandra Bullock's character in this. I fucking hated her character in this. She spends the whole fucking time complaining about her goddamn maid and being like, oh, these fucking people and this, that, and the third. And then she fucking falls down the stairs. Yeah, that's, I mean, come on. <laughs> She's like, oh, me- I was wrong. I was wrong. And now my fucking maid that I pay to fucking do this fucking basing labor is my best friend. She's my only friend. Fuck off. I don't understand the falling down the stairs. And it was all slow-mo, right? Or like, I don't know if it was in slow-mo necessarily, but that music that played after she was like, oh, come on. I laughed out loud because it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, so I want to go back to the to Michael Michael Pena's character. Um, oh, I actually love, to, I love Michael Pena. To be, to be honest, because this is like one of his first things, right? Back in 04, did he have anything he was, major before uh, yeah, this? Yeah, I think he was not, maybe not major, major, but he's he's been around. Like, he's just always been working, I feel um, like. So, I actually thought it was actually really cute. Like, a father, I love, I enjoy father-daughter scenes, and I thought mm-hmm. it was, the daughter was really cute. I thought a, a father, like, giving her that little, you know, so that she's not scared. I thought that was actually really one of my favorite scenes. 
And I, you know, I wrote down like, oh yeah, cool. Imaginary like object work, you know, him taking off the cloak oh and, and whatever and pulling the hair <laughs> back. Christ. I thought, good for you. It's uh, manipulative. No, I mean, I, I, here's the thing though. Like I, I, again, this is what I, I was talking I understand, about. I like Michael Pena. Kayla, I understand your criticism of it because don't get like, cause we laughed the same like you when apparently it, cause I thought it back. I thought it misfired. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like I thought I was following the gun logic until it didn't hit. And then I was like, Oh, maybe and like opposite, maybe what Brandon just said in terms of like liking it more that he knows it's blanks. For me, when I found that they were blanks, I was like, well, that's dumb. I would have rather have been like actually just sheer fucking luck. You would rather her actually be have a magic. Yeah. No, 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 no. But like I would when, respect this movie way more if they were like, oh, by the way, magic exists. And never, <laughs> never talk about it's it. It's like the dark yeah. comedy for Texas Chainsaw. You would have like, like you, it slows down. You see the bullet bounce off. And then it, and then and then it becomes like a superhero origin story. Like, yeah, like she gets up and the bullets like crump. You know how like a, a bulletproof vest, it would be like crumpled on the clothes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Daddy, look. And then everybody's like. Oh my! Oh, oh, oh my fucking god! And this this whole movie was a setup for Crash Two, the Crasher. And then at the end, uh, <laughs> and then at the end, uh, Bruce Willis from uh, from Unbreakable comes Unbreakable, in, and it yeah. comes into Split. No, but to but like we laughed because all Caleb or not Caleb, all Ryan could think though is Michael Pena's character in Ant Man going, mm-hmm. "Holy shit, the cloak is real!" Because <laughs> he it's obviously, just, I, but but that that, that aside, like it's Caleb's right on point where where. Where there is no, because the characters never go through this, like, you know, you can say all you want about, like, you know, people having prejudices or being racist towards other minorities or people, things like that. It's like the whole example of, well, keep going to the shopkeeper. You know, he actually was actively going to shoot the guy because he blamed the guy, Michael Pena's character, for... The break-in. Not the fact that Michael Pena told him to get the door fixed. It's not the lock. But because, you know, and so he's actively going to go kill him and we'll need the money or whatever. That's that's unforgivable. Like, w- why? And, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, it's a, it's an act of God. I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, she's my guardian no, angel. Everything's fine yeah, now. But like, you're not. But you're, you're not. You still try to shoot. shoot you literally just attempted yeah. to murder someone right. it, it, in exactly. the middle of a residential neighborhood in broad daylight. Yeah. Like... Oh my god! But it's same so thing with like stupid. It's stood there for five minutes holding the gun. Yeah, yelling, like, and there were definitely witnesses. Yeah, but I wanted to go back to what Josh was saying because I I agree. Like it's this interesting thing. That's what I was talking about at the beginning with the the acting where that scene with Michael Payne and his daughter under the bed. I enjoyed the scene. I liked Michael Payne's acting. I liked the daughter. But at the same time, you can't help but be like, wow, the it's just dumb. But like the scene itself, I like. And I like the well, that's actors. That's what we said before like where yeah, you know, the actors like, are only given what they, they're given. Like uh, right. each performance is fine, but they can only like Sandra Bullock is infuriating as a character, but Sandra right. Bullock still, still came in prepared to be that character. And that's all that she was given right. because this is the movie that they were signed on to do. And then you got to think know. for her. She, she at some point she's like, "Oh, thank God, I got the Blind Side." Yeah, <laughs> right? I get to, another fucking movie that handles racial politics really poorly. But this time she got the Oscar for it. Uh, at least it's a true story, so that's helpful. This was allegedly a true. This story. This one was based off like an <laughs> incident. You. No, he no, Paul no, Haggis got carjacked outside yeah. of a whatever, and he's like, "I'm going to write a fucking narrative about yeah. racism." That's real. Yeah, Speaking okay. of carjackers, <laughs> ludicrous. 
Ludacris is the man. Ludacris goes on a whole fucking monologue about people's racial prejudices and expectations of him and how like, oh, the real race, we're yeah. the ones really in danger. And then he pulls out a gun and carjacks Brendan Fraser. It makes no sense. What are you sense. saying? It what are you trying it, it, to say about this? Yeah. It's fucking dumb and it makes you come off more racist than like the right. people in your but movie. That's, but that's not Ludacris's fault. <laughs> I like Ludacris's acting. One, oh, and I thought he did no, no, a no, no, great no. job. Because one of the most oh, God, a- accidental fun, the three most accidentally hilarious <laughs> parts of the movie. The first, what we already talked about, was Michael Luda. Pena's daughter. Like just the slow mo and the music, and it was just so funny because obviously, like <laughs> I don't know, it was just so dumb. The other yeah. one of the other times I laughed really hard was when him and uh, and uh, Lawrence, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Lorenz Tate, uh, his friend. The two carjackers. The brother of Don Cheadle. The baby brother of Don Cheadle. Uh, What? The brother of Don Cheadle, right? Yeah, spoiler alert for another fucking stupid reveal. But um, (laughs) they run over the Korean guy. Yeah. Right? And they find out that he's under the car. And Ludacris (laughs) goes, oh, oh, this is so fucked up. It's like, this is like, this is like a funny, it's funny. You put the yeah. you put the right music under that under exactly what he did in that scene, and it's a comedy. It's an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, or why it's always that, sunny. Why why is that bad? Because they're because it's the tonal dissonance, Brandon. This movie wants you to be yeah. horrified at all this shit that's happening. It wants yeah. you to be emotionally invested, but it's so ridiculous and melodramatic that I'm laughing. This movie does not want no. me to be laughing at this scene. Ludacris going, oh yeah, but, man, this but is Luda fucked does. up. Uh, it's just come on I'm sick I'm just sick of it the reason that I'm so animated and the reason that I'm so upset is because Hollywood is just full of shit and I know this is not a new opinion and I know I'm not saying anything but like you have a movie that is designed to make people feel good and everybody pats themselves on the back and gives a million Academy Awards and it wins all this shit for quote unquote starting a conversation about racism or, or or prejudices or whatever. Meanwhile, we're in 2020. It's been over 15 fucking years. And these issues are still happening in the industry. It's, ta- yeah. it's taken a fucking decade to even make the minimum headway that has been made in our, in our industry that we want to be a part of, right? So then this movie fucking didn't do anything then. Yeah. What is what is this accomplished? It's a fucking circle jerk. And that makes me fucking mad th- to have this like, to preach on your fucking soapbox and then not fucking like, you know, Paul Haggis is got fucking, you know, he was one of the people accused in, in me too. The fucking writer director of this writing a fucking scene being like, yeah, don't wear your safety underwear. Fuck off. It's creatively bankrupt. It's like fucking morally bankrupt. And I don't understand. I don't fucking understand. Like it, it just makes me mad. I'm really fucking upset. And I know. Yeah. It's well, that's not a, like, sorry. No, but that's the thing. It's like it. Hey, let's go win an Academy Award. We're just going to load this movie up with every scene being a, this is what we think that is going to win an Academy yeah, Award. Give me an and Oscar. Give me an Oscar. It's like, that's what off. it feels. That's what it feels like. And it feels like, hey, I'm going to use this, these issues to win myself an Academy Award. Waste of time. You know? Waste of time and money. And, like, uh, oh, God. Talking about Academy Awards. The, the fucking big controversy, I think. How do you pick this movie? Over Brokeback Mountain. And Josh said, you know, you like, oh, well, they weren't ready. You know, they weren't ready for an actual fucking examination of like prejudice. Yeah. You know, Brokeback Mountain is like, does such a better That's job. That's wild. Well, we were saying, we were saying before, it's like, it wasn't until like the Danish girl that the Academy was like, oh, look at how we explore LGBTQ and trans community and whatever. And this, this 
artful thing. And now don't go wrong. Like I, I personally enjoyed the Danish girl, but like this, like in terms of like Academy Award, like movies that you're like, we're going to make this to get an Academy Award type of stuff. Like be especially being like not even sensitive towards the, the subject matter. Like what were what would you describe mm-hmm. it as? Is like, this is like, well, I asked, but like the date, like, so the Brokeback Mountain 2005 or whatever, you know, um, cause it was in the same category, 2006. So, um, dealed with that, that cult, like that, pre- like whatever the issue, you know, the, the gay cowboy type stuff. But, um, I actually haven't seen it in years and years the gay and years. Cowboy movie. So. Because it's based in, it's, it's, it's telling the story of real characters. These yeah. characters are struggling right. with their feelings right. in a culture that does absolutely militantly does not accept who they are. And, and then the point being that it's about love and a person loving a, it makes a point. It makes a point about like, yeah, how can you reconcile your feelings with like. Yeah, your like, actions or your thoughts and like can you move forward for like how does trauma affect different people can you love a person despite things that your social society or culture deems like there's so much going on in that movie yeah. and yeah. it's plus, beautifully written and it's beautifully acted and it looks gorgeous yeah. plus shout out rest in peace the legend Heath Ledger, <laughs> yes the man and uh and Hall, and like but you're right Gyllenhaal. josh they they were not because that movie is not a movie that's designed to make socially liberal white people feel good about themselves right. yeah. that movie is actually designed to examine a real issue so of course they're not ready for it it's like oh it's so much easier it's so much easier to pat myself on the back because oh i know that matt dylan is is wrong i disagree but then but we still have to make sure he's the hero it's fucking bullshit well, what's right. that and again like that that's the most frustrating, uh, frustrating thing in the movie. I think for sure is just. I would say for me, it's the second most frustrating. I I agree with you. It's so, but I really fucking just, hated what they. I also hated what they did with Ryan Felipe's character. Yeah. Also, because I like again, I I really like Ryan Felipe. I think he's a fantastic actor. You know, uh, and even up to the end there, like I thought he's doing a great job. I thought the scene with him and Terrence Howard is the best scene in the movie, in my opinion. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It makes no none sense it, for what. Yeah, but that, none of the movie makes any sense. Yeah, I'm that's just the talking problem. About, <laughs> I, I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying as the two actors, I enjoyed them in that scene. That's what I mean. You know but what I mean? What, like, is, what is Terrence Howard trying to do? The I, Yeah. He's, I he's trying. So his arc is interesting because he gets obviously racially profiled by like. Matt Dillon's character. Matt Dillon's character, yeah. You know, because they're looking for they're looking for a navigator that obviously isn't that car. But yeah, he's Ryan like, is like, oh, he's like, obviously oh, not let's it. go see. Oh, and what? She was blowing oh, him in the front seat, so obviously we're gonna Again, pull him over. Fucking hilarious. And <laughs> so funny. She it comes funny up. She's like, huh? Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Um. And so, and then he like doesn't stand up for his wife in the scene, and so he's kind of they they have that whole conversation that scene in the bedroom about. You know, you got to be careful because it's cops right. and they're they're bad. They're always prejudiced against black people and they could shoot us. And she's like, well, fuck you. I was assaulted. How dare you? Yeah. You know, and it's maybe it's a little bit of a uh, a point to be made that like maybe Terrence Howard's character had always had like a privileged life because we talk. We haven't talked much on this podcast, but especially over the summer, I've, there's a lot of conversations about white passing or uh, what's the technical term? Do you know, like the ability to kind of. As a, as a person of color to pass in a like a, a predominantly white like community or whatever, or like passing or something like that. And so like 
you're thinking like, cause he's like a TV director, right? He's his profession. You know, it's very awesome that he's got to the level that he is, but you know, you have to, you have to maybe think or guess that, you know, he had to sacrifice whatever his, where he was from so that he could like kind of, you know, kiss the ass of producers and people like that to get to where he is. Anyway, that being said, that's all speculation and well, it's never said in the, in the actual movie. Well, but I think what the movie's trying to say or commenting with that is like, okay, like Tandy Newton's whole thing is she's like, you know, you, you have to like kind of humiliate yourself and debase yourself in order. That's like how you social climb. Yeah. Right. And so like, he's like, but he still has to answer, you know, he has to like answer to the white copper. <laughs> he has to answer to Tony Danza. Which oh, is fucking God. ridiculous. So that, okay, I'm so glad this you guys literally, was so, I was like, going to ask, even the minor like, who characters played that were guy? Like, yeah. Tony Danza did, but so like, Love no, it. but what I'm saying, and so in terms of the scene okay. with Ludacris and the cops at the end, it's like, it's almost him, uh, because he has this fight with his wife on the studio because he just got yeah, done she called him a talking coward because he saved her fucking life. Right. St- Tony Danza <laughs> comes up, he's like, oh, I don't think he would say that because he's not a smart character, so he would sound more urban, you know, and he was just like, yeah, cool, fuck it, whatever, yeah, do whatever you want to do, because obviously I'm a piece of shit, you know, in, in terms of his inner monologue, I would say. <laughs> that look he gives him when he's like, yeah, let's do one more take. Um, has that conversation with his wife, and then he walks off to, like, go meditate or go think about his life choices and things like that, and that's when he, like, gets jacked, like, carjacked by Ludacris and uh, his friend or Don Cheadle's younger brother, Um and, you know, of course, and then that's a complete that's a that's a direct conflict with the whole philosophy that Ludacris has at the beginning. Like, you know, you don't steal from other black people or whatever. And so they have this whole fight and like shooting and then the cops come. And well, like, that, and, I think, and, and, I think, and to what Caleb's saying, it makes no sense that Ludacris doesn't walk away right then when he realizes it's, it's Terrence Howard based on everything he said the entire movie. Yeah, because characters aren't characters in this movie. They're yeah. just whatever the plot needs them to be. You know, I th- but I think it's also like, writing. so to finish, but to finish this thought process, it's Terrence Howard standing up like to the cops and be like, what are you going to do about it? Like kind of maybe standing up for himself, maybe because he thinks he's been like, he takes what his wife said and he is a coward or whatever, but it takes, you know, that the young cop to stand up to and be like, listen, this is the situation. You know, it's not going to end well. Just back the fuck up. The only difference is that we know as an audience that he has a gun in his back in his pants. Mm -hmm. And so we know that he's super fucked anyway. So now I'm the tension that they, they artificially build here is that as soon as they go to look for him, like look, like pat him down, he's, they're going to find the gun. That's not his, that he just took from Ludacris and that's going to just fuck him over anyway. So we're glad we're thankful. I would say that that young cop can do him a favor and stuff like that, but I still, but it's not earned. And I think that's what we're, we're getting at is that because you have a, uh, a movie that's have, has seven points of view, seven, and it keeps jumping around. You'll have like a 30 second scene, then go to another thing. And maybe, yeah, cool. You can have these cool transitions of, somebody walking through a door and then cutting to somebody walking through a door. That's a different character type of stuff. Or the fact that, you know, every, you can, you can build a web to how they're connected, but because it's, it's just so artificial and it's not based in anything that like somebody can follow and be like, Oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. It's, I guess this is a good way, good time to bring up the whole like structure thing. Right. So like the the thing about this movie is that it's it, they didn't have an outline or a structure or anything. 
they literally just had a premise. They researched the like the story, like and this like I guess this racism thing. You know, in L.A., everyone's behind, like, in their car. There's no connection. And it, it's something that I've been told that, like, someone's expressed about L.A. is because people spend so much time in their cars and there is no human reaction like there is in New York City, that there are a lot of prejudices in L.A. more than you think there are. Oh, because New York has no prejudice. Yeah, no, 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 no that's, not, that's, not what I'm, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, like, there's always going to be prejudices to a certain degree. I'm just saying because we're forced to sit on a train car with, so many different kinds of people you learn to kind of like coexist in this thing. But like when you're with your car and you're in your own thing and then you have an interaction like a car crash or whatever, and you're in, you're faced with these extreme situations of like, you know, it's very stressful to get in a car accident and you're like, your life's on the line or whatever. And then things come out, but you know, there, there was no structure. Right. So it's like, I think one of the fun tidbits that, that Bobby was saying was like on day three, they were like, they didn't know where to go. Cause they, they, they went into this project not knowing where the ending was going to be that the, all their intention was, was to explore this situation or whatever, and kind of, kind of open themselves up to creatively, create creatively to write, writing this free flow story. So like day three, they're like, I don't know what do you, I don't fuck. I don't know where to go. And they're like, well, what about that? You know, Asian woman that we used at the beginning for the the accident. Oh, where's she going? Why did she get in an accident? Like asking those questions. Like, yeah, you know, the major question is as a creator, as a writer, like, yeah, ask those questions, explore, sure. But in the in a sense of a movie like this, I don't think it has its legs because she's she's a character that was obviously a, a vehicle for the beginning, and then because they didn't know that, that's why they brought in the husband, and that's why where she's going because obviously they're married the guy who gets run over and the woman from the beginning, that's how that connects. And then obviously the, the daughter of the shop owner is the, the, the nurse or whatever that shows the, you know, it's my point being is the reason we're having such an issue with this movie and these characters is because it is, it's wasn't created. I don't think as traditionally as some people may write a movie or start a screenplay or, or things like that. You know, that's my word vomit. I don't know if that made sense. Probably not. Um, I mean, it's a lot to respond to. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, still what, trying, I'm still trying to process I, everything. Why, I don't know why you guys kept me going for so long. You know me like I because last I'm time I thinking. cut you off, you gave me a real dirty look. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm so <laughs> didn't feel super comfortable cutting you off, bro. Now I'm sitting here going like, did I just black out? What happened? <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, what I will end? say, if uh, that's true, it's exactly to our point. Like, yeah, ter- why me did apart. it win me? No, no, no. That's like what you just said with like exactly all of our points this entire time. So you devised a movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then we gave you the Academy Award. But that's, but that's I, I want like, yeah, well, to. I want to pull back yeah. from committing, that's what I'm saying, committing right? to that, maybe. Because I don't want the takeaway to be don't, I don't want the takeaway to be non-traditional approaches to storytelling don't work no the issue isn't well because no but what i'm responding to what josh said which was you know people our issues are that you said this is like a non-linear or like non-weighted it's it's not that like you can have a story told in this way and you can have a free-flowing creative process when you're writing it but like if the core of what you're trying to say is bankrupt the whole thing falls right. apart 
the precipice that this movie hinges on is isn't there. There's no base. Like you, you watch like um like a uh, PTA's Magnolia, which is all these fucking different people storylines colliding and they all know each other and they're all connected. And it works because like there's themes and there's characters and there's journeys, but this isn't that. It's just like all of these characters are racist or prejudiced and none of them learn anything from it. Well, that's that's the thing. Like like Josh, when we'd be in like devising class or whatever, like the things that we're trying to do, there's still a a, a core point, you know, like if you use a director, you'd be like, yeah, this is what we're trying to. You know what I mean? This is the direction we're heading or you'd figure it out as you went, but you'd find a point that you wanted to tell yeah. not just like yeah. you know what i'm saying like this movie how did it get to this point of f- even filming and you know what i mean if you're gonna put that much money into it like you would think all the devising stuff would be so done before that and you would have found a point mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean not just like well, yeah and racism's bad well, what it like, seems like that. too is that because they didn't they didn't know how the the characters were all going to connect originally. They didn't go out saying, this is the web we're creating. It was just like, oh, wait, what is this scene about? Oh, wouldn't that be cool if someone were like this? And like, it's more of like, it be an cool? exploration. You know what I mean? Like Which, it doesn't, and, and, like you said, it's not, it's not setting out to really say anything whatsoever. It's just, they had I'm an holding issue. a mirror up to society. Ha ha. Well, Josh, when you would have put it that way and you then you like go back and you try to look at the connections, you it's just so fabricated, right? You're like, okay, so you Fabric- wrote all yeah. these scenes and then we're like, all right, how do we get this guy here? And how do we get how do we get Sandra Bullock to tell her maid that she's her best friend? Well, she's gotta fall I guess down she's the stairs. She's gotta fall down the stairs. And she's, she's the only one of it. Like, it's, it's, it's when you have to go back and think about like so then but then why does she even like why is even a housekeeper, you know, even have to be there to help her? Oh, it's because her friends are shit and artificial and like your your You're friends are waspy friends friend. that like Ugh. you know, that you think are your friends for ten years and you gab and you talk about all this kind of shit, but then like when it really matters, who's there for you? Cool. Would you know? have would have would have been really cool if we knew anything about Sandra Bullock's life or character outside of her being <laughs> Mexicans. We don't know enough about these people except for the one thing that we're being told. Like, yeah. oh, by the way, this so this is bad, but this is also the only thing to any of these characters. And like, there are like little moments in like Brandon, like so, like Keith David, right? Fucking amazing, really great actor. Wish that he yeah. was like in the movie more because what he was saying is like, well, you know, I've had to climb where I am as a black police commissioner or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's over in fucking half a minute. And the po- the point isn't isn't that that's not the point of that scene. The point is like, oh, uh, doesn't it suck for Ryan Felipe that he wants to like get transferred but he's like he has to like you know put his neck out but, on a limb for it but, but what i liked about that scene is it's the only scene in the movie where i was thinking because he's fucking with ryan felipe in a way that he's like keeps giving him these different options to see what he wants to do and what he wants to take until he finally is like you don't you're not understanding what i'm t- trying to tell you here if you do this you're going to undo the work i've done and at least there's a thought-provoking moment there you know, and the way it's written is is thought provoking. You know, as you're trying to figure out what Ryan Felipe is trying to figure out. Like that was the only point, only scene in the movie that I was engaged. That I was, I was actually thinking about the thought processes going on in the scene. Yeah, because like you see, like yeah, okay, cool. There's a there's a sort of systemic racism in the force, and that cops like they're yeah they're racist, but we have to deal with it. Like, and I think that doesn't just because you like kind of you kind of touch it. You kind of like tiptoe yeah. to the line and yeah. like I wish they suggest it, to it more. And it's like, okay, sure. you know, 
Yeah, again, like the whole movie should have been about that guy. It's like what's funny I too. Yeah. I mean, that's been fun before too, we yeah. move on from this point though, uh, with Ryan Felipe specifically, because like he doesn't take that and go anywhere with it. Because what makes that his character so frustrating is because the next scene with Matt Dillon, where Matt Dillon's like, you spend a little more time, you'll you'll understand. And then he's proven right because he fucking kills. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's like, what the fuck are you? What is what is you saying? You're saying that, oh, like, it's it's not, you know, it's just the fact that cops have to be this way. It's it's going to it's inevitable that it's going to happen, that you'll fucking. Well, I'm sorry. I also could be long, but be wrong. But Caleb, you lived in L.A. for a while. Yeah. Is anyone in 2004 picking anyone up off the side of the road? Period. Uh, not in my experience. I also wasn't living in 2004. Maybe hitchhiking was a lot bigger but back I'm then. Just, like you're like it that yeah. again, Josh. As you were saying, like just these fucking contrived moments. It's a way. It's a way to get like, those two characters. Yeah, it's contrived. Uh, it's convoluted. Like it doesn't. Yeah. But also, like yeah, I've like lived in and I've driven on like you know the I've driven on the uh the one, you know, driven on the 305. Like yeah, road rage is a thing. But I've never like thought to hurl racial slurs at everyone in the cars around me. Like the thesis of this movie is that everyone is like racist to the degree that they are like, you know, what, what did you say, Josh, before we recorded macro aggressions? Yeah, macro like, aggressions. It's just, it's, yeah. just, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like I've gotten in fender benders before and I've never thought once like to be like, ah, oh, you fucking slur, like, you know, right. like well, you could just see above the wheel or something, like whatever the first scene was. Oh my God. And, and but then they even, so how like, can we fold Shaniqua Johnson back into the movie at the very end? Oh, I know. It's yeah. like, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> Which again, I, I'm a fucking meltdown. Like, I, I like her too. And then what? Like, she was just, completely uh, justified in everything she said. But then it's like, oh, but like then, Matt Dillon, but it's like we have right. to feel bad for his dad. It's like, yeah, but she was completely right. She no, was, she was. That, that's that's a great moment in that she scene. She was where the she's only like, character in the movie like, that did father, nothing wrong. <laughs> well, when she's like, your father seems like a, a yeah. good man, and had he come in, I probably would have approved this. But you <laughs> did. You're an asshole. And I was like, oh I won't shit, do this. that's unreal. <laughs> well, and that's and that's the thing too is like, yeah, like why. And this movie is interesting because we focus a lot on like the, the 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 people that were 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 told to follow throughout the movie, right? But it's it's the reactions by the supporting characters that I don't even know if it's enough to like re- redeem some of these scenes. But like the, like that scene with the the worker, you know, in the office and stuff like that, and she's like, right, you know, you're a fucking asshole, and you know, but it's same thing with like Don Cheadle's brother. You know, Don Cheadle, by the way, who co-produced this. So there's obviously there was something here okay. in this project. That he, I love like, Cheadle, but man, I don't know about this one. You know, like even like, of course. And then like that joke with his mom when they're, you know, his partner was having sex. And they was like, oh, yeah, I'm having sex with a white woman just to piss him off, piss off his mom. But then she's like, dude, I'm not even like. And then he's like, if I said Mexican, she wouldn't have gotten mad. She's like, I'm not fucking Mexican. I'm Puerto Rican and El Salvadorian or uh, Ecuadorian or something, whatever. Yeah. It's and and like, it's like, okay. and it's just like, okay, so even he has his yes. prejudices, okay. but, but even with his brother, right? His brother who like, he's like, oh yeah, yeah I want to be a goalie. Oh yeah. Oh did yeah. You like I that, wanted Brandon? to be when whatever. Like, I, like I, did like, I like hockey. I and like then that. like, and, literally and then every- he was like, oh, I was ice skating. And everybody was like, and then he was like, oh yeah, you were ice skating. Okay. It's like, shut up. Shut up. I'm just exhausting. It's fucking exhausting. Don Cheadle was all right, I guess. That whole monologue in the beginning was stupid. I don't know if you guys agreed. 
when he was like, do you think sometimes that maybe we crash into each other just to feel something? And then uh, Jennifer Espino, he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, shut I thought, up, dude. I thought it was actually really uh, funny after watching Chunking Express last week. Yeah. And like that, just that idea of like strangers passing in the wind and like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, that human connection. It like, it, it was definitely like one of those things where we're like, okay, I mean, they, if you're exploring this idea that random people can somehow be connected or like somehow develop different kinds of relationships or things like that, or like that chance of like that human, that, that, that baseline human connection that, which we're all fucking deprived of over this COVID quarantine shit, like human interactions, you know, obviously I have Caleb once a week. So that's that's such a good fucking point. But it did bring that like a very big opening monologue in that scene of, of that line, the same, it's, it's, it brought me right back to Chunking Express and that opening scene of, you know, mm-hmm. we pass so many people on every day and we don't know what what could come out of it, you know? And it was even the, a even, slight even, We went through a whole podcast lag last week talking about that movie mm-hmm. and even the way that they jump from one person to another. I don't think at any point any of us were like, that seems contrived or this. It was just like, yeah, this is what they're doing. We So it's a great point because we just watched a good version of that. You know what I mean? Exactly. And then it's like, you wrote a bunch of scenes and then you just like, I don't, I. And then Don Cheadle comes in and, uh, the fucking awesome, uh, William Fitchner. He's so good. 2004. It's, it's nice to watch a movie from 2004. He's like, Oh, all these guys. Like when's the last time you saw Brendan Fraser in a movie? You know what I mean? I was going to say that Brendan Fraser, man, uh, we gotta get, that guy's got to find some more work. He's the man. Yeah, he literally not has to find some more because fucking ex wife's bleeding him dry in alimony. <laughs> Dude, that's yeah, the I know it's the whole thing. We probably shouldn't get too deep into it. But, but no, yeah, like William the cast, is, like, the cast hey. is stacked. Like even yeah. the supporting characters are all people that I'm like, holy shit! Like yeah, mm-hmm. everybody. But I, I I don't know. I know I don't know. Well, I don't know how you feel about it, Josh. But I know Brandon. You, you know you're like, uh, and a, a lot of the defenders of this film will be like, yeah, but like the acting is so good. And I I, I personally don't think that. I have a really hard time like coming around to that idea just because it's all in the service of nothing. Like I, I understand like, yeah, they're like, they're, they're expressing emotions, but like mm. the words are so bad. And like the points that they're making don't make any sense that I, I have a really, hard, I'm not saying it's the actor's fault by any means, but I'm having a really hard time. I, I just, I, it wasn't enough for me. Like I still couldn't buy into any of what they were saying. I didn't believe it. I, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't get invested. No, I, I it's even even for um like the scene where Matt Dillon is uh saving Thandie Newton from the car. Mm-hmm. Even in that, when he's under her and he, it's you know starts to become a nice scene where he you know he's like I'm not gonna hurt. Where he you. actually asks re- permission. Hey, I'm gonna reach over your kids. Right? Okay, can I reach I, over? As and there's dying. that. Co- so or there's that to- that kind of two headed close up where she's hanging on. You know, she's in a yeah. harness, but she's hanging there. And the, my only thought during that scene is like, oh, it seems like there's a lot of trust between the actors there. That's nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, again, like that's, it, 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 they're yeah. doing a great job, but I'm so disconnected from the story of what the fuck is happening, you know, that I'm just it's like, just, oh, that's cool. I they're, think, they're doing good work. Yeah. And, and I, th- I think because of the, the way they, they forced these connections to happen, you know, it's, it, it just doesn't land like what what we've been discussing in terms of that that saving scene like of course he's gonna 
pull out. That's his job. You know, he's trying to save her. It just so happens. Right. Let's let's add a little fuel to the fire. No pun intended. <laughs> oh, it just happened to be the woman I molested last night. Right. And, and it's it's too it just it's too coincidental for me to be like to, to follow the whole time. Well, and then at the you know? exact same time, your husband's getting, you know, saved by Ryan Felipe. Like and then like they and then they come back and they don't have, and they they don't have to you know all of their problems in their relationship are fixed because they both got saved by white people. Fuck off! And also, uh, Tandy Newton is the other time that I laughed on accident really hard because she so she's she does a pretty good job, but like sometimes her accent comes through. And when she's <laughs> when she's hanging upside down in the car, the seatbelt's choking yeah. her. She's like, "Oh my, oh my, safety!" I was like, oh, Tandy. Oh, no. It's not your fault, babe. But, like, come on. It's so funny. And then <laughs> and the Dylan, uh, justifiably, she freaks out. She sees the fucking guy who finger yeah, raped yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, not you. Somebody help. And, but it's like she's screeching and she's choking. And, and he's like, oh, like, no, come on. I'm trying to help you. Uh, well, no, like, he does uh, have that moment of, like, fuck, not her. Like, of course it's her. Yeah. Oh, the you consequences know? of my actions? Whatever. Uh, but even even like as you know as Caleb was saying before though and then all of a sudden he's in the car and boom it's not that character it's just Matt Dillon in the best way because like again the, the writing makes no sense so then it's yeah. all of a sudden like I'm not gonna hurt you can I reach over like and it's Matt Dillon you know what I mean You're, and, and, and it's just a totally different I know person. you have no reason to trust me but I promise I'm not going to hurt you who else I'm just looking through the main cast uh who the fuck else and like again, that's not Matt Dillon's fault at all. It's just how the scenes are. It's none you know of the I mean? actors' fault. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then you know because this movie's committed to the idea of nobody being like, I don't know if they were trying to do like morally gray everyone or if if it was just everybody's fucking irredeemable. But the fucking Korean man that they run over was a fucking mm-hmm. human trafficker. Yeah. <laughs> like at the very end, and Ludacris oh, that was is interesting like, too. And then like Ludacris is <laughs> he like, sits in I'm the car and free. he goes, huh. Yeah, I guess I did do a good thing. And he drives. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's a, it's a the of, chop shop guy's like, oh, I'm going to buy. I'm going to sell these human beings. Like, what did you? Be, what? I thought you were just selling cars. Now, like now you're extra a uh, fucking monster. It's just so ridiculous. It's cartoonish how like evil these people are because of the the not based. And like, there's just, just no, there's just no nuance. Real. It's, it's yeah. just, it does not reflect the real the world in an accurate time. way. The last time Ludacris brought a car and there's a body in the Stop truck, it. Stop it. He also isn't going to check oh, this sorry. car. I thought oh, you were, did you think I was going to do I a thing? I thought you were doing a... Uh, <laughs> no, I thought you were doing a Fast and Furious setting up for when Fast did, and Furious. When bit. did Too Fast, Too Furious come out? Uh, uh, before this. Because two, Tokyo Drift one? was right yeah. around this time. 2006, I think, was Tokyo Drift. Uh, so maybe it was 2004. I'm going to say 2003. So, so like, so Ludacris just got done doing Too Fast, Too Furious. Ooh. He's like, oh, yeah. I can do ca- any car movie I want. The doors are opened uh, <laughs> into the industry but, for me. You know, Ugh. it kind of begs the question. Well, I thought it was interesting because obviously this like the human trafficking, man, he lets them all free. And then the, obviously right. they're all confused on like what the fuck is going on. And like just keeps calling them Chinamen. Yeah, it's like uh, go buy some chunk chop suey or whatever he told them to. Shut like, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And you know, it's like three. I was right. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. What's that? Uh, too Fast Too Furious was two thousand three. Two thousand three. Anyway, All right. So. so he's riding high off the Too Fast Too Furious. Too fast. <laughs> y'all, riding man. high off the nitrous. I like that movie. I know you it was do. Fun. You know, it's funny because Caleb texts me. He's like, "You'll probably like this movie better than I did," and it's 
And like I, I was like, okay, cool. And just, like, because there's a lot of movies that I really enjoy that Caleb hates, but, uh, <laughs> but it's it's so funny. Like, the more I do this, the more I like academ- academically like sit down and like see good things, and then go back to these movies that have gotten accolades and things like that. I, 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 I see it. You know, I, yeah. I might not be as animated, but I see it, and it is infuriating because I don't want to be told. Yeah, like it's I don't want to be told what to think, A, Mm -hmm. but that's because I can also make my own summations. But it's also like, don't like give your audience some credit, you know, like, oh, yeah, don't just hold the audience. Don't hold their arm and like don't hold their hand and like say and like spoon feed them these certain suggestions. Like I because it it does a disservice to the actors involved in the the process or in, in the project, because. All of these actors are, are great in their individual movies and their careers. And I, you know, and, but I can't like, but I can't take them seriously. Cause like you said, like we, we talked about the D like, you know, uh, Brendan Fraser's character is the, the DA of LA. And so he always, Apparently. he's always dealing with this, like, you know, these, these racial things like that. And of course he's like, why do these have to be black? And like, there's always going to be examples of like, you know, there's, there's, and because he's political and spinning it, right? So they brought up the black mm. vote versus the law and order vote. And I'm just like, God damn it, 2020, <laughs> you know, cause that's, that's all the last eight months have been. And, but then it's like, we have, we've, we're so far from being to the point where like, it doesn't matter what race they are, you know, they can be black carjackers just as well just as much as they can be white carjackers or asian mm. carjackers or whatever that we have we're so far from that just being like a descriptor and not like a, a racist thing or like being taken as well why do they got to be black type of type of shit you know what i mean um because those experiences well, all- happen and it sucks because in the movie the way they fucking did it is infuriating because it's like what we said you know ludicrous has that monologue and all of a sudden it's like what do we have that they don't guns Sure, and then they go rob it because they're because they're traffic. They're like it was like a bad Chappelle show skit. They're looking, yeah, they're like, looking what at. The fuck um, are you talking yeah. about? They're looking for like they obviously they have to pick the car so they can go sell it or whatever. But and but anyway, but he's like, well, I, why don't I just take a you know like send up submit that picture of that firefighter? Oh, he's Iraqi, you know, he's not well, right? Or, he's well, not even he, black, you know, and it's like. Even- Named Saddam, I mean, <laughs> you know, Ter- it's like- Terrence Howard has that scene with Ludacris, you know, and it, it's a good moment, but where he's like, you embarrass me and you embarrass yourself. But we just heard Ludacris do three monologues about that. He already is aware. He He's made that very right. clear. He's like, I don't person. take buses like, because it's for white people to look at us and say, you know, oh, look at look at people of color taking public transit. Oh, ha, ha, you know, look how poor like they just, are. It's like, which is very all- interesting theory on the his part. characters just yeah. change like yeah, scene by there's scene. There's no consistency. So different. So it I mean I'm super glad we watched it. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Movie of the year. I really but, loved but, well, it. Josh, <laughs> Josh, I wanna, hold on. I want to go back to something Josh said before because you know when you're saying how um, now you're going into these movies and, and you're seeing it and you're watching it academically. I'm feeling the exact same way like especially with this one that really hit me because I, I try to be very positive about art. You know what I mean? I like people creating stuff. I like, you know, that's why when you guys asked me, the first thing I said was I, the acting was great. You know what I mean? But it's, it, you watch this now and it's, imp- you can't ignore it after all these conversations we've had. 
you know, or the training and stuff, you can't ignore the fact that it's just all over the fucking place. It doesn't make any sense, you know? Like, it, it, it just, it's it's so frustrating to, to watch mm-hmm. now, right? Had yeah. I watched it five years ago, I'd probably be like, oh, that was sweet. Well, you, because last time... At the end of the last episode, you I feel like you said, like you were like, oh, that movie's awesome. Really great acting. The last time I remember seeing right. it when I was a kid, and I was like, oh, that's great. So I well, I know I had and I, you know, in my head, I was like, uh oh, who's Brandon? <laughs> I don't know what to, I don't know what's gonna happen. But I, I took it for granted that the last it was, you know, many years ago no, since but the last time you'd it, seen it's, it. It's it's yeah. like Josh said, like this stuff, as we talk about it more and more, it just comes more to light and you can't ignore it. You're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. This writing's all over the place. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like and like so it, it begs, it begs to question, you know, what as we go through the decades and as we go, as we jump over oh, time me. and things like that, of what comes because it, it all, it all falls on what comes out that year, right? So like, yeah, and like, well, and we we mentioned it before, Brokeback Mountain, in terms of like just a quick example of other things that were out, was Capote, a lot. Compote, Good Night and Good Luck, Munich, like, Munich. come on, man. Come and on. Even, so they chose the, the they chose the movie about racism. It makes them. Which is, you know? which, it seems crazy because even based on like that versus Brokeback, I certainly didn't expect Brokeback to be one of the other mo- nom- movies nominated and and lose to this. That doesn't make any sense. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, we see it time and again though. There's how many how many years? Like it wasn't until like a few years ago where people were just like starting to call out and boycott, you know, the Academy because of how bias they yeah. are like how political it is you yeah, know and light in, in 2016 yeah you and know. it's just it's it was you know obviously like i said broke my pound i think it was a little bit before it's time absolutely you know? and oh, it's unfortunate because it academy gets, awards now oh yeah i mean it just like, the the honesty behind it you know and well maybe but not. then you look now at people would now people would uh, boycott it because of the two leads being straight well <laughs> We're, that's in, that's also insane. I mean, but that's well, the same we'll argument the, we have all the open that can of worms. I'm sorry, no, that was okay. my bad. <laughs> we well, we've had that argument. I think honestly. we actually no, had we've had times. the argument yeah. for the Danish girl, right? Because like, yeah, Brandon, you said something about like I because I I'm in the opinion of that you could have a male identifying actor play the pre the pre operation character yeah. of a trans person and. You guys have differing opinions, like it should be, whatever. So it definitely no, is I a thing. I, I, well, honestly, that's not fair. Hold on. When, no, Wait, no, no, because yeah. what he's saying hold is because when we when we did that episode, if you listen back, you know we were like pushing back on because you, I think, were digging your heels in a little bit. You sure. Know, I think you were you were we were we were playing no, a little bit I, of tug of war. Yeah, because hold on, because I, I totally agree with that. I think that especially with that, it's it, there's very specific things there you know that i don't think it's fair for like i even i think we talked about this too but even in that i do redmayne now is like i don't know that i would do it again yeah you know i, I learned a lot of his beautiful experience but um but i would say I brandon think, i'd be okay with casting you or caleb as a gay character i well, think you guys yeah, have the yeah, ability but like sexuality to is that. fluid right that's yeah. that's the thing like i think it has to be that way or like also what so gay guys aren't allowed to play straight people that's that's insane that's, like, that doesn't make a any little, sense. Like, it's a little different but <laughs> <laughs> what it is different oh really it, yeah it is different it is different because like that argument doesn't hold weight because like straight people aren't persecuted the same way gay people are it's no, a different that's my it's a difference in opportunities point. no no for sure for sure but i'm just saying like we want to get to a place where 
you know, everybody can play everything that is with, you know what I mean? Like, I don't I, have I just, to ask, like, what's your sexual orientation is when you come in for a specific role. That's the thing, right? I don't think that should matter. You should just audition you know? if you just so happen to be gay or straight. Well, I, I'm trying to character. say the point that people it's like it's opportunities. Yes, for sure. And representation. And I understand that as well. And like, you know, yeah, no, I, I mean, I yeah. agree with that as well. Um, it's it's a very tricky line. It's definitely a very tricky line. But my point with the, what, the just because the reason that I said that was because, in my opinion, um, when you were saying like I texted you like, oh, you might like it more than me. To be fair, I wasn't that far into the movie and like the crazy, crazy <laughs> shit hadn't oh. happened yet. Uh, so I didn't think that I thought that you're like dumb or whatever. But because in my opinion, the Danish girl suffers from similar problems. Obviously, I think that movie has some redeeming qualities in terms of like whatever. But again, that is another example, in my opinion, of a movie that is designed for the same audience to feel good about themselves yeah. without actually engaging in critical thinking about the issues it's talking about. Yeah. Crash, I, would, I, I agree, but I would argue the Danish girl tried much harder. Well, I was just about to say Crash is the most extreme yeah. example <laughs> of how to not do this. Yeah. Uh, I, I, again, uh, you know, we've done a whole episode on the Danish girl, uh, so you can get all of our full thoughts on that. If you go back and listen to it, I really don't like when writers change facts about a real story to make it more palatable for a mainstream audience. I think that's really fucked up and then turn around and be like, no, but we're telling the true story of this. Shut up. But for crash, I will say obviously is the worst offender out of the two. I genuinely think it's one of the worst films of the 21st century i'm really having a hard time coming up with many examples that i would say i would that i appreciate less that i think have less it's i think (laughs) go ahead no Uh, no, i just i i I agree i was gonna say i i think uh that being said like a half hour when i was watching it into or 50 minutes into an hour into watching it I did text Caleb at about one o'clock going, what the fuck? Oh <laughs> I woke up to yeah, that. Like, I, you were like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's just, and fortunately I was a little more ready for it. Cause you guys had already put that in like the, group we were text. already, yeah, like, we were already. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. 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 All right. So this is what we're getting ready for. But it's just like, it's so, um, it feels so morally bankrupt in trying to win an Academy Award based yep. on real issues. And I think that is more like that takes over and being more infuriated than anything else about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, what did you think of the song, Brandon? The, uh, uh, which one? In the deep. I was laughing. I was laughing my ass off. That montage where everybody's all sad because they're racist. There's like Ryan Phillippe is like, oh, I killed a person. I'm going to cry about it. It's like, I, I can't. I Would couldn't. you not cry about it if you kill somebody? Yeah, I guess you're right. I'm sorry. I take back everything I said. No, but no, like. <laughs> he, it just like. That situation. Terrence Howard, they're like burning the car and he's like looking up at the snow or whatever. It's like, oh, oh you know, because remember earlier, this is good screenwriting because we set it up earlier. Like, oh, it might snow in L.A. Isn't that weird? And then, oh, my God, it snowed at the end of the movie. Look it's at me. Really set snow, up some payoff. Screenwriting yeah. 101. Shot. Yeah, that's up. what it was, right, Josh? That's what I thought, too. It was no, Ash, it's, right? it's Ash because he tries to brush yeah, it off. Okay. And it like, yeah, because yeah. from the burning car. But yeah, because it's magical too. and whatever. It's and yeah, but like that goes even with the song that goes back to the the spoon feeding and the, and the telling your audience exactly how they're supposed to feel about a certain thing. It's like, yes. come on. In my opinion. And you guys, I'm, sh- I don't know. I, I don't know if you guys will agree necessarily or disagree or whatever. In my opinion, I think good 
not even good, effective art creates an environment for you to naturally experience emotions, whatever those emotions arise. And like a really skilled craftsman can kind of put the pieces in that you're going to get most likely this is the emotion he wants you to. Right. Bad art tells you how to feel and why you should feel about it. And that's what I think Crash does. Yeah. 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 It, it just, it felt like it was screaming racism is bad at me. And I was trying to scream back. I'm aware. Can yeah. I turn you off now? Please. Like it was just like, yeah. uh, just, yeah. And, there were, and, and the worst part is there's so many things that, that you could have done. Right. Like you have so many actors that are unbelievable. Like you could have just done so much. I would love to take interviews like with all these actors, like in terms of the process and like how they f- feel about mm. it, you know, um, because I mean, yeah. as an actor, we're hired to play a character. We're given a script, you know, maybe depending on producing credit and things like that, if we have any kind of input in the story, in what our character is. I think, uh, Bami Boresco mentioned that even him and Don Cheadle and Paul sat in a room like for that last scene or whatever, because like Don Cheadle's like, I don't think my, my character wouldn't do this. But because right. Don Cheadle is a is a great is a good actor where he like comes prepared and he's every he he understands the story that's being told for this detective or this character, they sat down and hashed out what what the last bit would right. be all through what Don Cheadle thing. Again, Don Cheadle had a has a co-producing credit. For this, so I'm interested. Oh, I'm interested. Shit. I'm interested to kind of know yeah. kind of what where he wasn't going to get Ocean's Eleven again. He wasn't going to get Ocean's Eleven again. <laughs> um, I'm I'm curious as to like the, the reasoning why and like because you have to kind of get behind a project and kind of understand. And maybe maybe because it was 2004. Maybe because it was that movie that people were like, oh my god, this could be it or whatever. Let's ta- let's tackle this issue. Not thinking of the ramifications of how people will perceive it 16 years later. But I think in the, the moment, actors, you know? that's definitely it. You would think the actors are signing on because it seems like it should be a project that is morally uh, valuable and helpful to the world and trying to tell a point. That's right. just unfortunately and not like if you're like, let's say if, like let's say you're Sandra Bullock and you read the script and you get you're you're asked to play this super racist woman, mm-hmm. this wasp woman, and she's and you have to see it like you know what like great because I'm sure she knows that what what it could be what you know they're talking you know Oscar buzz or whatever although. Like, cause like I said, it doesn't get released. It premieres at Toronto in September, yeah. released September. in May of 05. And then you have to wait until 2006 for the Academy Awards. Well, that's, that's but, the thing. So it doesn't look know, like it was like set up for that. Right. Yeah. I wondered. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of research that I, I unfortunately did not, did not do in no, terms no, of I, the reception mean, at like, like the film festival. And I just then, mean, I, I, I wonder just the timeline of it. Like if you release it at, I don't know where where they usually release. I mean, Academy, you know, what I mean the timeline of, of is, is TIFF the usual well, release but spot like, for. But like, you know, I don't know. You release your film in a film festival. TIFF is in the fall, so like, right. it but that gets means a it's distri- not theaters. It, it gets a distribution date, and and lots of movies don't get distribution yeah. for the next year after. Like, or it got released in early early ish two thousand five. Well, I'm just saying, if you take it to like whatever cans earlier, you probably have distribution by November. Right, so yeah. it'd probably be available for two thousand the two thousand. Uh, but the French people were like, "This you know is fucking saying? stupid." <laughs> or, or, or also, Crash was like, "Hey, we're not. We don't want to be anywhere near the same year as Lord of the Rings." That's also because that was the year before. Be. So, and they won what twelve Oscars? Yeah, there's no way that Return of the King was going to sweep. I mean, I think yeah, it still it still had won the most right of any yeah, thing I, in one night. I think so. Eleven yeah, or eleven so or twelve. That's so nuts. Yeah. That's so crazy. That a fantasy 
uh, right? Yeah, but it's not like a fantasy movie. You know what I mean? It's like Lord of the Rings. It's like, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I, in like a real way, like, you know, yeah. like Harry Potter is not going to win Oscars. No, like, you know what I mean? Not. Lord of the Rings is like a huge epic production with like lots of artistic, like people like spent years well, meticulously now, crafting. Now it's going to go win all the Emmys because Amazon put, put like fucking $300 million into their Lord of the Rings Holy show. Shit. I can't believe. Like I'm born, I'm literally built and born to play a hobbit. I can't believe that I'm not, <laughs> that I'm not in that show. Anyway. You get the British accent going. Oi, all right, and it's me, Frodo Baggins. <laughs> I'm going to take you one ring to Mordor. But it's, uh, one last point I'll make and then we can rate. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. It's the same writing team as, as Million Dollar Baby. I was telling Caleb before that, but. That being said, it wasn't directed by any of the two. It yeah. was directed Clint by Eastwood. Directed Clint Eastwood. Eastwood. So he's, there was that. He's a fucking Republican nut, but he knows how to make there a was, fucking movie. Yeah, there was that. There was that third eye, right? I always say, you know, they they told us in school many times that writers don't necessarily make the best directors. Like, there's very seldom no directors, actor directors, or writer directors, whatever. It's very seldom can you get a great writer who can also direct their stuff and whatever. Printing. Maybe in, that's about it. And so that's you need yeah, to have that almost one. that third eye, you know, so like it is it is interesting because you can I'm not saying they're not bad writers. I'm just saying this particular project. I'm saying that Caleb is saying that I'm not <laughs> um, that I don't know. This everybody project misses didn't, didn't you just know, misses the mark. Everybody misses once in a while. You can't. It's really hard to bat a thousand. I understand See, that's, that. But that's and that's the thing. Totally. You know, you I like to be positive and think they went into it with the best of intentions to, to really make something that, you know, morally moved the chains and, and it just didn't work. And that's totally fine. And and the actors were great. They, we still gave them the Academy Award. Yeah. We did, yeah. <laughs> and I have an issue with that. Yeah. Brokeback Mountain, man. I know. Capote, like, that, any of the other choices. I know, but it's, it's twice as frustrating when, like... Munich! Yeah. All amazing, but how does Brokeback Mountain not win that year? Because people I, didn't. Because it's like about gay, gay people, and it's two thousand four. But, but but that's a kind of a or crazy thought now, right? Because if you put that movie out in the last six years, seven years, like it's gonna win every time. Call me by your name didn't win. What did it lose to? Shape of Water, which I think is the better movie, but I'm just saying, you know. I never saw Shape of Water. It's so good. I, I, I didn't either. What? I didn't either. Guys, yeah. I'm not it's Guillermo. Like, it's Del Toro. It's I'm Pan's not, Labyrinth. I like Guillermo. I'm, yeah, it's, I think it's Maybe great. Maybe we'll just, watch that at some point. Guillermo is here in Toronto film a movie with Bradley Cooper. I really well, wanted you to be like, Guillermo, do you want to come in? He's here. <laughs> like, Do you want to step on camera? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't got I, I love him. Pacific Rim, baby. All right. Sorry, Josh. No, as I've, I'm, I'm good to rate. If you guys are so, let's do it. Let's do it, man. Where? What are um, you start? I'm gonna start it off. I'm gonna go. Shit. Oh, I didn't like it. It's up to you. <laughs> what is he gonna do? I'm gonna have to go with a three. <laughs> a three? <laughs> After all we just said, you're giving it a three. I. Hey, don't it, don't. It's fine. No, no. I'm just you really surprised. Debate. Other people's ratings. Well, I'm not trying to debate, but it's just like we, I, we've just been on this whole yeah. hour-long conversation well, about how I, it's I, meritless. I, know. I just confused. I'm, I'm a little confused too because I'm sitting here going like, is that? Because I feel like a two is too harsh. How? I I'm, Josh, I'm not, not, Josh, it helps. I'm planning on giving it a two. All right, I'll give it a two. Oh my god! All right, I'm just, I'm just, I'm so interested. Oh, he doesn't like the twos either. 
Well, I'm I'm giving this a point five. I think this is the worst thing we've. Point five. I think it's the All worst. Right. I think it's the worst fucking thing we've watched on this show because of the bankruptcy. Yeah. It's I I genuinely yeah. I no, cannot no, I, fathom like you know like at least the hottie and the naughty at Christine Lockin, you know like <laughs> I I don't know. It's just I I really this shit really oh, pisses me off. Yeah. If, well, if. This yeah. shit really makes me mad. I'm not saying that you're wrong to rate it. How, I'm just, I'm saying I'm surprised. No, it's like, because, here's the thing though. Like, and that's, I've been thinking about this all like for the last few days of like, what am I actually going to write it? Because I did not like this movie. Yeah. But like, I'm sitting here going, but, but Academy Awards, but, but, uh, but like people who know more than I do, and two more, like people who know more than I do, yeah. like rated it higher, they think it's okay. It's gotten a, it's gotten a, like a 70 something, like a, essentially a 80%, 77% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's the of, craziest thing too. And because it's like, people like to feel good about themselves. That's what I yeah. mean. This is a movie that's designed to make people feel, oh, I'm not a piece of shit. I know blatant, aggressive racism is wrong. Okay, yeah, this movie's great. Like, I, in my yeah. opinion, I'm saying, I'm sharing my opinion. I didn't mean to like say that, I, I wasn't trying to judge you. I'm sorry. I was just surprised because we spent an hour talking about how shitty it is. You're like, yeah, it's three. <laughs> you caught me off guard. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I think point I mean, five. I think this is my least favorite out of everything we've watched so far. Well, I gave it a two, but I think that also hold, like I don't think I've given anything less than a two. Yeah, you have. What have I given less than a two? Dark Tower, Hottie and the Naughty. I can go through the list. I have it right in front of me. <laughs> so I was prepared. Uh, I, I better. What, Brent, what did I give uh, Purple Rain? Because I didn't hate this as much as I hated Purple Rain. Wow. You gave Purple Rain a two. Okay. Well, then I'll keep it because I hate Purple Rain. I know you do. Sorry. But it's yeah. It's a movie about Prince beating women. It makes it's no sense. It's not a movie about Prince beating women. It's a movie <laughs> yes, about it Prince. It's a movie about a young musician trying to make it. And he also occasionally beats women. You want to talk about moral bankruptcy? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're making okay, a okay. Move. <laughs> well, Crash doesn't have when doves cry. So you're going to suck my dick. <laughs> Okay. Do you think if well, they used Wind Doves Cry like at the end? Five out of five. <laughs> <laughs> movie of the fucking year. Anyway, uh, I'm sorry. I, okay. The score doesn't matter. We all agree that this movie stinks. That's that's the what the score does matter. And next week I'm gonna make up a full a full four point five rating because next week we're watching the classic from 2014, a decade jump, John Wick. Bring it. Okay. I haven't um, seen that in a while. A couple yeah, years. Uh Hold on. John Wick, Keanu Reeves. Which uh, started started the Keanu Sance. Okay. He's the man. We've all seen it, right? Yeah. So, yeah. All right. But we haven't really done like an action movie that I could think of. So. Uh, Tokyo, Tokyo Drifter. Tokyo Drifter is kind of an action movie. A little Tokyo bit. Tokyo yes, Drifter sure, as well. For sure. But actually in a very great way, like Tokyo Drifter is a very, I mean. Like a precursor almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Even more so, like the new and the old, right? Well, I always interested. enjoy watching Theon Greyjoy get shot in the head. So, of course, let's do it. I forgot he was in this, and I love me some Alfie Allen. He's How great. much for the car? So, doing his really bad American accent. It's not about the car. It's who you took it's, the car it's from. Not, it's not what you did. It's who you did it to. Oh, John Leguizamo, too? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't I he think just, it'll like, be good. beat the shit out of He's like, right, wait, yeah. Yeah, John, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. All right, we'll do John Wick next time. We'll do John Wick next time. Uh, Very great episode. Um, Seriously, like it's a nice long one, nice chocked Mm -hmm. full of all sorts of 
Great conversation. Sorry, so, uh, I thank you so for. Much. I just really hate this movie. That's fine. It's over now. It's over. We can move. I past. never have to watch it again. Never have to watch it again. I think we've all gone through a thing thinking about this movie. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I think I lost even more hair than I already have. <laughs> I'm even bald. Oh shit! Than your I was mustache before. is gone. Yeah, my mustache. Had a mustache last week. No. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. Um, it's hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, thank you for riding with us on this journey and this discussion about racism in America. <laughs> uh, again, my name is Josh. I'm Once here with again, Caleb and Josh Brandon. Three out of five to racism. I Could did two. Improved. Did you change it to two? I did. I changed Get him, it to Josh. Three. Okay. Thank Get you. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Um, we're on all the major podcasting uh sites and some minor ones and some minor ones please check us out uh and next week keanu reeves keanu reeves next week john wick do it all right yeah and if you guys are looking for a fun cool uh movie logging review app to to get on uh letterbox.com we're on week four week five maybe maybe even longer of uh brandon and josh not accepting my invite and so now uh can you yeah, send that again i sent it again already so <laughs> i can send okay, it a third perfect. time if you want can you send it a third time that would be super sure <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah bye guys <laughs>